0: Hi there, I'm Adam Burton and I'm the pastor at Central Baptist Church in Maysville, Kentucky. Thank you for tuning in to my online Bible study from The Gospel Project. We are live every Thursday night to study God's Word. This week's Bible study is titled, God Answers a Confused Prophet. We will see that God has authority over everything, which allows His people to live with faith and joy. To let you know where we are going in our study, here are the three points. One, God's authority over injustice enables His people to live with patience. Two, God's authority over evil enables His people to live by faith. And three, God's authority over difficulties enables His people to live with joy. Well, We will get to our Bible study in just a moment. Before we do, one of the great things about our online Bible study is that we can engage in conversation. So as you watch, let me know what comments or questions you have. Let us know what sticks out to you in this study. Lastly, we would love to connect with you on all of the socials. We are active on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for CBC Maysville. Stay tuned to the end for an important message about how you can go deeper into God's Word. Okay, let's get to our online Bible study. When we think of the Boston Marathon today, unfortunately, the terrible events that occurred during the 2013 race quickly come to mind. Two homemade bombs were detonated near the finish line of the race, killing three people and injuring 265 others. Boston law enforcement organized an unprecedented manhunt to capture the two brothers responsible for the bombing. Four days later, the search came to an end with one suspect dead and the other in custody. In response to the bombing, the citizens of Boston rallied around the slogan, Boston Strong, which proved to be a powerful mantra of solidarity and comfort for the city. Why do you think the phrase, Boston Strong, helped to bring comfort to the city of Boston? Well, it projected strength in the face of disaster. It gave a rallying cry for the city as a whole, reminding people that they were not alone. It communicated that justice would triumph over evil The book of Habakkuk opens with a prophet grappling with God. seeing injustice all around him, Habakkuk struggled to understand why God would delay his judgment on wicked Judah. No doubt Habakkuk loved the people of God and longed to see them spiritually restored. Yet he questioned why God would allow his people to sin without consequence. Then, after God declared his coming judgment, Habakkuk again questioned God this time on his own method of judgment. God's message to Habakkuk is a message we need to hear today with all the injustice in our world. God has authority over all things. Even though events may be confusing to us, we can live with faith and joy as we place our trust in God. Our first point is God's authority over injustice enables his people to live with patience. God's authority over injustice enables His people to live with patience. Read with me Habakkuk chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. "'O Lord, how long shall I cry for help, and you will not hear, or cry to you violence, and you will not save? Why do you make me see iniquity, and why do you idly look at wrong? Destruction and violence are before me, strife and contention arise.' So the law is paralyzed, and justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous, so justice goes forth perverted. Habakkuk's ministry occurred at the end of the 7th century, in the waning years of Judah. He was a contemporary of Nahum, Zephaniah, and Jeremiah. He likely ministered during the reign of Jehoiakim, barely a decade removed from the spiritual revival Judah experienced under Jehoiakim's father, King Josiah. Unlike his father, Jehoiakim was politically and spiritually corrupt. He rejected the spiritual reforms his father had made. The dishonesty and injustice that thrived during Jehoiakim's reign provided the historical backdrop for Habakkuk's dialogue with God. The book of Habakkuk's opening verses record the prophet's impassioned plea with God. Habakkuk saw violence and injustice all around and wondered how God could tolerate such evil behavior from Judah. Sin grieved the heart of Habakkuk because sin should always grieve the hearts of God's people. How long, he asked. Habakkuk asked God hard, honest questions, the kind we still ask today. The prophet was justified in his frustration as he witnessed firsthand the reality that life isn't fair but he wrongly interpreted God's silence as either indifference or as a license for Judah to keep sinning. Habakkuk longed for God to deal justly with the injustice in Judah, and he desired to see revival return to Judah as it had come during the days of King Josiah. Yet he struggled to trust God's timing in these matters. We all must wait patiently on God's timing and trust that sometimes God hides from us what He is doing so we can learn to walk by faith and not by sight. Read with me Habakkuk chapter 1, verses 5 and 6. Look among the nations and see, wonder and be astounded, for I am doing a work in your days that you would not believe if told. For behold, I am raising up the Chaldeans, that bitter and hasty nation, who marched through the breadth of the earth to seize dwellings not their own. The Lord was not disturbed by Habakkuk's sincere questions because they were motivated by a righteous indignation. Yet the Lord responded to the prophet's appeals in a way that both comforted and confused Habakkuk. God was raising up a powerful pagan people to punish Judah, the Chaldeans, known as the Babylonians. Habakkuk would be comforted to know that God was concerned, engaged, and had a plan for addressing the injustices in Judah. Habakkuk would be confused because God would use a nation even more evil than Judah to carry out His justice against Judah. God Himself described the Chaldeans as guilty, and their God was their own strength. Habakkuk needed to learn to trust God's authority over injustice and that he is always active and good in his purposes, even when they don't make sense to us. God had a plan in place, but it certainly wasn't the plan that Habakkuk would have scripted himself because God's thoughts and ways are higher than ours. Think about this. What are some examples in Scripture and in your own experience of God working in unexpected ways to accomplish his good purposes? Sending the flood to judge the earth, Job's suffering, Joseph's betrayal by his brothers, the death of the firstborn to begin the exodus, handing the people over to the enemies during the time of the judges, anointing David as king over Israel, the Assyrians conquering Israel, Jesus died on the cross to save sinners by faith, and the persecution against the church. Our second point is God's authority over evil enables His people to live by faith. God's authority over evil enables His people to live by faith. Read with me Habakkuk chapter 1 verses 12 and 13. Are you not from everlasting, O Lord my God, my Holy One? We shall not die. O Lord, you have ordained them as a judgment, and you, O Rock, have established them for reproof. You who are of purer eyes than to see evil and cannot look at wrong, why do you idly look at traitors and remain silent when the wicked swallows up the man more righteous than he? Habakkuk wrestled with understanding how God could have dealings with the sinful Chaldeans. How could God's perfect character be reconciled with this prophecy? But Habakkuk was misguided in believing God's character would not allow him to use enemy nations to discipline his people. Employing the Babylonians to discipline Judah was consistent with God's historical actions as his flawless, holy character. The northern kingdom of Israel fell to the Assyrians in 722 BC. This, too, was the Lord's discipline of his people by means of a pagan nation, one which would eventually fall to the Babylonians. In love, God sent Jesus to die on a cross for the salvation of the world. But this plan also involved the wickedness of the people who falsely accused and crucified the perfect Son of God. Listen to this essential doctrine, the problem of evil. Many atheists have argued that if God is all-powerful, all-loving, and knows everything, then evil would not exist in the world as humans know it today. Because evil exists in the world, God must not exist, or if He does exist, then He is not good or all-powerful. Despite its powerful rhetoric, appealing to evil as an argument against God fails. First, because outrage over bad things in this world presupposes a good moral standard that does not exist apart from God. And second, because God could have a good reason, though unknown to us, for allowing evil and suffering to continue for a season. Given what we know about God's character and purposes, Christians can rest assured that even in the midst of evil, God is working all things for our good. Read with me Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Behold, his soul is puffed up. It is not upright within him but the righteous shall live by his faith. In response to Habakkuk, God described a stark contrast between the Chaldeans and the righteous. The Lord declared the Babylonians and all the wicked, even among Judah, to be full of pride and lacking integrity. Babylon was a rising power, but their reign would be short-lived. Death and judgment await all who reject the Lord. The righteous one, however, will live by faith. God exhorted his prophet to trust him during these darkest of days, and he would live just as those who believe the gospel receive eternal life in Christ. Living by faith requires patience, which is especially challenging when you don't know how long you will have to live by faith. Consider the difficulty of living by faith when faced with infertility, a difficult pregnancy, ongoing sickness, poverty, injustice, or persecution. God knows this is not easy for us. So he repeatedly reminds us of this truth throughout the Bible. The righteous will live by faith. The exhortation to live by faith is echoed in the New Testament as Paul reminded the Christians in Rome of Christ's saving power. The impact of living by faith is this. Faith is the key to not giving up in times of unanswered prayer. Faith is the key to triumphantly enduring suffering and oppression. Faith is the key to a correct view of history. Faith is the key to the problem of sin and the apparent triumph of evil. Faith is the key to sanity in the midst of adversity. Think about this. What does it mean to live by faith? What's to trust that God is in control over all things? To believe that God is good and for His people, not against them. To live in humility and obedience to God. Trusting God's word is true when the circumstances of life try to convince you otherwise. Our last point is God's authority over difficulties enables his people to live with joy. God's authority over difficulties enables his people to live with joy. Read with me Habakkuk chapter 3, verses 16 through 19. I hear and my body trembles. I will take the joy in the God of my salvation. God, the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like a deer, the deer's. He makes me tread on my high places. The television show Man vs. Wild requires a person to face fear. The show captures the adventures of Bear Grylls, a former British soldier who travels the world in search of challenges for his survival skills. Gryllis takes his viewers into the most dangerous of settings to demonstrate how to survive scorching deserts, treacherous mountains, dense rainforests, and the deepest colds. With every episode, viewers think to themselves, if I were in that guy's shoes, I would be scared to death. Having questioned God's plans and heard God's responses, Habakkuk trembled in fear. Fear is a real thing, but there are different kinds of fear. The kind of fear Habakkuk felt when he encountered the Creator left him weak and shaken, yet full of faith and joy. God took Habakkuk on a spiritual pilgrimage, and this sanctifying journey moved him from confusion and worry to contentment and worship. So he waited confidently and patiently for the day when God would put all things right. Listen to this quote. Fear not, I am with thee. O be not dismayed. For I am thy God and will still give thee aid. I'll strengthen thee, help thee, and cause thee to stand upheld by my righteous, omnipotent hand. There are two types of fear. servile fear, which refers to the dreadful anxiety of a prisoner. A prisoner feels when held by a public magistrate, duty-bound to carry out his sentence. Here, there can be no expectation of mercy, no hope of pardon. Filial fear refers to the respectful fear of a child has for a parent. Though a child may be anxious about discipline from a parent, he or she can know that the discipline will end and that love still remains. It's a holy fear driven by deep respect and love. Habakkuk experienced this kind of fear with the Creator God. Think about this. What are some reasons we may struggle to fear the Lord as our loving Heavenly Father? Maybe God's plans don't match our own plans. We are caught up in sin. We don't trust that He is good and for our good. Someone may not know the Lord through faith in Christ. We think He is maybe petty and vindictive like us. See, Habakkuk's closing three verses are some of the most moving verses in the entire Bible. Through the centuries, they have been used by God in the lives of countless saints to give strength and hope in the midst of life's hurt and pain. With these words, Habakkuk finally acknowledged his absolute faith in God's plan. Habakkuk 3, verses 17-19 through communicates two thoughts. The first thought is that God's judgment against Judah will be devastating. Habakkuk describes Judah's punishment by listing the demise of its main sources of food and agricultural commerce. Fig trees, grapevines, olive trees, produce, sheep, and cattle. The second thought is that Habakkuk's faith is unwavering despite the pending pain of judgment. The prophet declared his faith in saying, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Habakkuk finally found the joy in his journey. It was not to be found in thwarting God's plan or even understanding God's plan, but in trusting the good, sovereign, and faithful God who saves and strengthens those who live by faith. It's easy to look at the world around us and begin to feel a strong sense of hopelessness. Habakkuk heard tell of and likely witnessed the collapse of most everything that was important to him. Yet through the loss and disappointment, he was able to distinguish between what was empty and fleeting and what was most precious, the God worthy of his faith, the God who saves by faith. It's okay to ask God hard questions. It's okay to admit fears and weaknesses. It's okay to experience an array of emotions as we face the struggles of life. But by faith, We know that God uses all these things to sanctify us and to shape us into the image of Christ Jesus, who saves us from our sin and will set all things right at His second coming. Rejoice and proclaim his good news. Because we have received forgiveness and life through the greatest evil ever, the crucifixion of Christ. We live by faith and joy in the injustices and evil we experience showing the world the reality of our hope in Jesus. Here are some ways for you to apply God's word to your life. In what areas of your life will you turn to a faith and faith to the sovereign good God of our salvation? How can your church support and encourage one another as you strive to live with patience, by faith, and with joy? With whom will you be more open about your hope and joy in Christ with the goal of sharing the gospel? Listen to this quote. We cannot begin a conversation about justice anywhere but at the cross of Jesus. Pray with me. Father, we worship you because your ways are higher than our ways and your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. You know the end from the beginning and work all things for our good. So, Father, help us by your Holy Spirit to live by faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, whom you sent to save us from our sins and who will come again to set all things right. Help us to proclaim this gospel with joy as we look forward with patience to the day your righteous kingdom resides on earth in full. Amen. Thank you for watching this week's Bible study. Remember that God has authority over everything, which allows His people to live with faith and joy. Habakkuk lived in a time when evil seemed to be everywhere. By faith, he trusted God's promise that God would deliver His people. Injustice, violence, and wickedness surround us today. But we can live by faith and trust that Jesus will return one day to make all things right. Connect with me if you would like to know how Jesus can change your life forever. Would you like to dig even deeper into this week's Bible study? Join our online Bible study Facebook group to get a short study each day. You can find us at facebook.com slash groups slash OBS Central. Facebook.com slash groups slash OBS Central. If you enjoyed tonight's Bible study, would you share it with your friends? Lord willing, I will see you next Thursday for our online Bible study. God bless.